and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 189. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside Two Fresh Crash. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Ah, oh, no complaining about your nickname. No. Finally, no. finally taking it as a trooper that you are. Have you have you changed your, uh, your Twitch to it yet? That actually, like, it's not available. It's, not it's available. too sad, man. Yes, take it. Don't worry, it's because <laughs> I, took it, it I took it for oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> You wasn't ready. Man. I took it for you. Too I wasn't ready. Brush. You're it's right. Okay. I mean, oh, I'm, so I'm going to change it so you can have it. It's all good. I, I could have you. someone else taking your name. Like that I would feel be. That. Okay. You, you're a real homie fix. I gotta yeah. say. You know. They call me the real MVP out here. Um, yeah. how are you feeling, Crash? E3 is done. It's finally over. Yeah. How I you wanted feeling? more. I really? Wanted more. Uh, we'll, we'll get. Yeah. We'll get. We'll get into yeah. all the, the nitty gritty details. For those who are okay. wondering. We were in that episode this week. Yeah, but that was that was the, the My Xbox and Me E3 special episode. This is, you know, the Bethesda stuff got announced, the Ubisoft stuff got announced, uh, the Square stuff got announced, and I thought we would just break that stuff down kind of thing and talk about it. more, Much more of a normal show, relaxed, not live on Twitch and things of that nature. So, yes, thank you for everyone that did check out any of uh, my and Crush's E3 content. Um tons of feedback people enjoyed it so thank you thank you thank you appreciate it but yeah we are back at it for those who are watching on video you may notice there's a desk broken down behind me you may notice that my shelves have gone i am moving i know anyone who's listened to this so show empty. anyone who's listened to this show has been like fix has been mo- about moving for about a t- about 10 years podcast has been going <laughs> for about three but uh, yes i'm moving again which which is really strange because i suppose if you was at the beginning of this podcast episode one it started at where did it start? Was it here? No, episode one started at my mum's. Then we went into Haley's mum's and dad's. Then we went back to my mum's. And now, then we went to Haley's aunt's. And now we're going back to Haley's dad's. My life is crazy. Let me tell you. Jesus. Giant roller coaster. But the podcast don't stop. We're going to make it to 200. Don't you worry, people. Uh, if you don't know, My Xbox and Me is a weekly Xbox podcast here on YouTube.com slash MCFixer or on any podcast service that you can find it on. Remember, you can get our show early over on Patreon, which is Patreon.com slash MCFixer. Um... Remember, subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com slash mcfixer. Uh, make sure you hit Crash with a follow over on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Kreshnik. Um, and don't forget, if you are on iTunes or any podcast service that has a ratings board, please go and leave a review, leave a ratings. That is how you help us chart. So yeah, uh, Patreon producer this month is Mike Lynch. Big shout out to Mike. Thank you so much for keeping the show on the air. And of course, if you are a Patreon supporter at $5 or more, uh, you get your thank you. So let me keep it going, keep it moving. Which, number one, it goes to your boy Mike Lynch. Number two, you have got Chris Nelson, Tony Williams, uh, Matt Stuart Parker, Mike Howard, aka Snowbuy Mike, Alexander Waite, or Waite, I don't know how to say it, I always say it wrong, W-A-I-T-E, Waite, I think it is, I think, F-N-H Paul, Mr. M.T. Cooney, uh, shout out Uncle Michael, Rahul, Reese, and Sarah, and Kenneth, we got a load more, trust me, because we've got a lot of Patreon supporters, we've got Brian Parker, Paul Downs, Simon, Romman, Ian King, Fiona, See, Crush is on here, but it says decline. So, do we give him a shout out? Crush. No. Um, <laughs> I don't deserve that. Yami, uh, Greedy Ears, uh, Cow, and last but not least, Patrick Holmes. Thank you very much all for the support. Appreciate it. We cannot do this show without you. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Crush, like I said at the top of the show, let's get into the topic of the show, which is 
How do we feel about the Xbox conference now? I feel like it's so easy to get wrapped up in the E3 hype, the E3 love. You're in, you're on your Twitch chat, and you, you, you've just come yeah. out of it, and you get hyped up, and you're like, "Oh, we just saw this and this and this and this." And how do you feel, uh, Crash? And you're like, "It's a ten," and you're like, "Okay, even that for one, well, that's a little bit crazy." But we'll let him talk. Um, now coming out of it, bring yourself back. How are you feeling about uh, the conference? You know, I went from 10 to 9, and then I sat on it. I thought about it some more. I'm like, it's an 8. Okay. It's a solid 8. It's not like a bad 8. Like, it barely got there. It's a solid 8. So, yeah, I was at, I was at an 8, and I've come down to probably about a 7. Okay. Yeah. Right. A 7. Any uh, reason in particular? Yeah, I mean, I've watched it again, which is obviously... I have to watch it just to make sure that I don't miss things and stuff like that. Try and keep on top of everything. Um... They did a really, really, really poor job of explaining what xCloud is, um, okay. which I've watched interviews with Phil Spencer since. Um, he did an interview with Giant Bomb, and it, it made sense. He's like, he was actually caught off guard a little bit by uh, Stadia coming out the day of uh, before, and that whole news. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Um, and he said during uh, his interview that the whole idea of Stadia is to show people the technology. It's not to try and sell them something. It's to show that it works. He wanted that to be the important talking point more than the fact of it costs this much and it does this. It's the fact that people can go hands-on with it and it works, which I'm okay with and it makes sense for the people that are at the show, but people like myself and you who are not at the show, what about us? We don't get to go hands-on with it and we're just left with the information that we got, which is pretty much that we're getting remote play coming um, in October and there'll be some sort of rollout for for xCloud. I, so that on its own for me i thought the marketing was wrong in my opinion um okay. and then project uh project scarlet i didn't want that they sort of i don't think they they amped it up but they definitely alluded to the fact that we were going to see new hardware and new details on it and technically that's what we got but it wasn't it wasn't what I was expecting. I was kind of expecting them to get to the punch first, to announce it, maybe even show it, maybe to talk yeah. about load times. And they spoke about load times, but they didn't show it. And like they could have showed, I don't know what the new, like a game that we didn't know about, let's say, and then the load times of how quick it is and things of that nature. I just don't think those two components were shown off very well. Um, on top of that, I actually don't think they did a great job of showing gameplay, especially because we thought there just wasn't gameplay, which was incorrect because during Inside Xbox, ton. we saw gameplay. During interviews like the E3 Coliseum, there was gameplay. Uh, during the Twitch, uh, the, the, like their Twitch stage that they did, there was gameplay. There was gameplay out there. We just didn't see it during the conference, which was a really strange way to do things, in my opinion. Yeah, especially because they had the whole two-hour slot booked mm. out booked up and they what 35 minutes they didn't do anything 25 minutes it was an hour, something yeah, along it was there 35 minutes yeah yeah so they definitely had room to show gameplay even if it was like another the uh, show went for another 10 minutes um yeah. so that's a little bit questionable like uh, i saw a bunch of dragon ball z gameplay there's yeah. uh uh out outer worlds Outer worlds, yeah yeah, there was gameplay for that. There was gameplay for Gears of War that we didn't see. Even though, like, yeah. during the conference, that bit was super confusing. Because I assumed that we were going into gameplay there. Yeah. And they went and showed something else completely. Yeah. Um, but that was for their mixer stream on Gears of War or whatever. Uh, 
yeah the lack of gameplay was really it and they also didn't do a good job of like telling us that we were gonna see a lot of this stuff on inside uh xbox or later during the show even for bandai like oh you'll see it over on bandai stream or whatever they're doing uh if they were a little bit clearer on that i think i would have stayed at a nine to be honest the messaging needed to be better which was i think after watching nintendo's conference um, and then being like oh when you see this logo uh, it means we are going to be showing more at a nintendo treehouse that's literally all yeah. they had oh, to do at the top of the perfect. show. Anytime you see this logo, uh, you'll know that you'll be seeing more during Inside Xbox. Boom, done. Then people are like, oh, if I want to see more about whatever game it is I'm interested in, I know where to go. But they didn't exactly. do that. So it just left people a little bit confused. I still I still stand by it. I like what they showed at the conference. Um, they didn't show things too early. So everything that's coming out sort of this year, nothing's promised or nothing's... We're not getting a... Um, uh what was it called uh what got cancelled um uh, scale band yeah we're not getting another scale band we're, we're seeing things way too early um yeah and then they're not happening that's not the case so it's nice that that's that's we've we've got what we've got and it's all coming out this year or is next year or we've got dates of things that we know should hit those dates which is obviously super important yeah i i saw a lot of people like wanted more games with how many studios they have but like if they showed games this early chances are like it's not a game we see for another two years and by the time we see it next time it might be a completely different thing because they'd be so early in that process exactly it just it doesn't make sense like i think the big one for me is the initiative obviously that's their what they're quoting as their triple quadruple a studio which is like to go up against the likes of like horizon zero dawn and uh, yeah. uncharted and things of that nature um i'm glad we didn't see anything from them or even their prototypes and like i don't think there's a game even ready there yet yeah like i'm, I'm I, sure I after watching the god of war um documentary i have a way more new appreciation for how games are made and how much time it takes and how prototyping works and things of that nature that i'm now like take your time i don't actually want to see it until it's ready like yeah that's how you do it don't i don't want even want me i don't even want a year i know we've said this before but if you're an xbox gamer you now know that xbox have 15 studios 15 yeah. like this isn't like the old xbox or when we started this generation when i started this podcast where you couldn't name any of their studios you're like i think right. they've got rare and i think they've got this and that one's a second party and this one's a third party and no xbox have 15 studios now and we know that a lot of them already have things in development and we know that like even silly things like psychonauts 2 now right that's an xbox owned game xbox yeah. owned that we know what um double fine are working on we know what uh, ninja fear are working on and they've got more projects they've already said we know that the fools of team turn 10 are working on a new fools are we know that playground are working on something we think it's fable but who knows yeah like just we got to take our time i think some people got a little bit carried away with there was no wow moment there was no wow moment it's like we're in the end we're at the end of a life cycle yeah what i also want to want? point out uh the wow moment was at the end and it got leaked which i think the wow moment was elden ring okay and that got leaked about like a week before e3 before the show even happened i understand why you think that was the thing but even still that trailer did nothing for me i know i know from soft i know uh george r R. martin don't get me wrong i understand but the trailer they showed for it even if that hadn't got leaked i don't think i would have cared right but 
I think a majority of the people would have cared, especially coming off the heels of the finale of Game of Thrones recently, and that not being what people wanted from. That's a whole, you know, that's a whole different not podcast. this podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, so I do think that that would have been a wow moment for a lot of people. But that being leaked was like, oh, we didn't even see gameplay for it at that point. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's fair enough. It's fair enough. But yeah, so I I come away a little bit less hyped, but still thought it was a good conference. I said it. I said it on the on the uh, live stream at the time. If Xbox were to have cancelled their E3 conference, everyone would have hated Xbox. Because whoever cancelled first would have been fine. So it's like, oh, we yeah. decided not to, da, da, da. But if Xbox would have been the ones to cancel after Sony said it, which I don't think that ever came through their head, especially not after watching neither, the yeah. interviews with Phil, Phil was like, we just bought the Nokia Stadium, which is across the road. We're going to be here every year. There's no reason yeah. for us not to be. We have studios, we have things to show. It's not going to be for everyone all of the time, but we did just spend all this money yeah. for you to not to not show things. Right. Like it just um, doesn't make sense. It's also important to like note Phil Spencer's like whole thing with gaming. Like the way he's been steering Xbox has been very much a universal gaming experience. Mm-hmm. It's not Xbox centric, which no. I'm sure no. some people don't like that, but I think it's a better direction for Xbox to head into I mean, overall. I think it just that's that's just how he feels, and I think that's the best yeah. thing in it. Is if if that's how if I feel a certain type of way and I'm the leader, I'm gonna take us in that direction. Either you're on board or get off the, get off. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like for me, it's, they they've done a great job this year. I think they've done a great job with their marketing. The games they did show, some of them are interesting. I do like the look of some of them, which you already heard me speak about last week's episode or last Monday's episode, Monday or Sunday. I can't remember. Yeah, time's weird. Who knows. Yeah. It feels like I've done loads of these shows now because I've been doing I mean, loads of short shows. Yeah. It feels like I'm just like, oh, okay, weird, weird. But yeah, that's that's how I'm feeling now after the conference. So yeah, um, let's get into what's been in our box. Crash, what you've been playing this week? I know uh, not a lot probably because E3 watching things, but yeah, I've been two games. One, The Messenger, which came out last year. I thought it mm-hmm. came out this year. Absolutely wrong. Um, very fun side scroller game. Um. Kind of like it reminds me of Celeste, not in the sense that the gameplay is like Celeste, but it's like one of those indie games that have brilliant level design that I just didn't play when it came out. And I kind of regret not playing when it came out. Mm. Um, It's been a lot of fun. I'm about halfway through the game, so I have another half to go. Um, And then the second game, which I started yesterday and played a little bit today in the morning, was uh, Metro Exodus. Oh, okay. What'd you think? Yeah. Uh, I think the gameplay is brilliant. I love the uh, weapon modding system. I think that's really well done. Uh, I have two main issues with the game, which is probably why I won't finish it. One, I can't bring myself to care about the story. Because you don't understand the story. I don't even think it's that. Like, I think the story is just like, I just don't think it's interesting. Interesting. Okay. Like, I don't think me caring about any of those characters necessarily makes me care about that story. Because the story isn't super tied to the characters, from what I can tell. From what I played, I thought it was. And I thought that's why it wasn't um, grabbing me. Like, obviously, there's two games previous to this. And I'm guessing that would help build the world, build its characters, all of that. So to come into this third game, I was just like, oh, they all know each other. And I don't know, I don't understand why they know each other. And then I got to a, where do, I don't know where you, how far in are you, roughly, do you know? Uh, I about i think halfway through like the first open world map you get to to the train you're past you're on the train just got off the train and of that got off the train okay halfway through uh you save the uh 
the people stuck in the yeah. uh yeah, cult. In the tower. yeah. So a little bit i'm a little bit after that yeah. okay so i got even further than that i got up to a all right next i think i think i got the train moving again if i'm not mistaken um, okay i believe I can't so the characters off. come back more into it i mean they're just i just i think what they're going for like i said the gameplay i agree with you amazing i loved i loved the gameplay i loved what i played in the preview event but the story i just i feel like i understand what this game is which is come here rescue this person go there go out do what you got to do come back get your more story go back maybe it isn't that but from what i experienced it's like oh i don't i don't care what's going on in this world like nothing yeah nothing nothing has forced me to care about it which is a yeah. shame and maybe and again i do I, think that's because i hadn't played the previous two games possibly very possibly uh yeah i guess the story could like maybe you care more what's going on in the world and why everything's happening if you yeah. played the previous games um but I would still argue that it's not super tied to the characters, more so the games as a whole. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then my second complaint would actually be that there's a lot of points, and I don't know if this stops, where the gameplay just, like, slows down to, like, a halt for a good, like, five to ten minutes. Um, um, quite a few times where you get into conversation people, and they're, that... like, moving about really slowly and climbing down ladders slowly and all this stuff. Five to ten minutes is probably a little bit long. You're still super early on as well, so it's a lot of Which could be the issue. Yeah. yeah, which could be the issue, so... But, like, the issue... That ties into, like, the story not what making me want to go further on into it past this. Yeah. So... Um, maybe I, like, power through it, and maybe I start enjoying it once, like, that slowdown stops happening, but... Uh, gameplay is very fun. Like oh, I don't yeah. want to like undersell that. The gameplay oh, no, is yeah. brilliant. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I've been playing a couple of things since the last time we spoke on this podcast. Really, I started. I finished. So I finished Devil May Cry. I finished. What was I finished? Devil May Cry. Something else. Can't think of where the other one was. Um, almost beat Sekiro. No, I was about to say, but I've not talked about Sekiro on the podcast actually at all. Uh, so I've played. Okay. I've been playing Sekiro uh, Shadows Die twice. And oh my god, that game is fantastic. It is one of the best games I've played this year by far. Um, gave me a whole new appreciation for what a quote-unquote Dark Souls game is. and Or Souls game is, I should say. And I, I'm, I'm shocked at how much I liked it. And the, the level of... Man, this is really, really hard, but it all makes goddamn sense. Every single part of that game makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I, I started playing that's... the game by mistake on Japanese. So, did you really? Yeah, I was playing it with Jack, and I was like, oh man, this game sucks. Like, I, I guarantee that, like, why is this in Japanese? Why is there no English dub? And someone was like, you know, this has English dub, right? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? It's like, it's just defaults to Japanese. You didn't, you yeah. just didn't look. <laughs> And I'm like, what? I'm pretty sure when you're loading in, it asks you what you want to play does, with. You know what it's like when you stream and you just like click, 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 click. Get yeah, on with you it. just want to get to the game. Yeah, and you like just want to get on with it because you don't want that downtime when you're streaming. But yeah, I've yeah. I've never experienced a game where I've been stuck at a boss for five hours and been like, but I know what I'm doing wrong, and I know yeah. how to do it. I just need to put that into action, and there is nothing more rewarding than that happening, and then you beating that boss and being like. Oh my god, I did it. Oh my yeah. god, I did it. Now, to, to preferences, I cheesed literally every boss that I could. If there was a boss that you could cheese, I cheesed it. And there are a few. So it makes the game a lot easier and makes it... I think it makes it funner for someone like myself. If you go online right. and go, how to beat, duh, 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 and then there's a video that pops up on YouTube and says, this is how you beat this character. 
Doesn't mean you're going to beat it first time. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But yeah. it shows you how to do it. I'm not going to say... I, I Every single boss that I tried, though, I tried to figure out by myself, first of all. And then after about half an hour to an hour, I decided, no, I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'd usually quit this game. So let me just go right. online, figure it out. Once you figure it out, it still can take you another hour to actually put that into place, but at least you know what you're doing. Right, you're not walking around. Yeah, you're not, you're not, exactly. You're not like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, and you're getting angry at yourself, and it's like, no, it's not like that. So I was, yeah. I was really, really shocked by how good the game was itself. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't think the story is necessarily brilliant, or like, I think it's the gameplay is what you're in that for, um... And yeah, it's, there's so much. The one thing I, I've got a couple of gripe, gripes with the game, um, which is probably just because I'm dumb and don't again don't like reading in games. It's not my thing. I don't. That's not. So when I when I play a video game, I kind of want it to be a video game as much as I want it to be as realistic as possible. I do want it to sort of be like this is your health, this is your stamina, this is how. And this game is very much you pick up a load of items and then you have to go through and read and really figure out what it is. I know for you, you have a, you're like, it says it right there, Fix, just fucking read the thing. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, I'm reading it, I'm like, but some of these words, I don't even understand what they are right. because it's because it's in this world and that's how they want to tell it. And that's It's fine. how they word it. It's yeah. how, um, for the most part, they word all the Souls games. It's I was going to say, similar. and that's what's turned me away from most of the Souls games because I'm like, I don't un even understand what the items are. Like yeah. why? As much as it's it's called a sugar, whatever, do do sugar. Like why can't it just be? This gives you more power. Like or like in right. brackets or green a green writing, so you know that's health or right, red like writing, strength so you know, or whatever. Like, whatever, whatever. like little, yeah. just simple little gamified things for dumb people, which is what I'm gonna say. I am a dumb person. It's, <laughs> I don't play games to to. And again, don't get me wrong. Partly my own fault and my own disability, so can't really take it away from the game, but. Right. There's little things that I even had to go online to be like, what the hell does a sugar do? It's like, oh, a sugar does this, 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 and this. It's like, well, why can't the game just fucking say that? Like, yeah. I don't want to have to figure out my items. I really got to figure out how to take care care of this bloody big bear or this big whatever with 10 different heads. Nah, I don't need right. to focus on how the hell do I heal. Yeah, just yeah. things of that um, nature. I remember when the accessibility discussion came up for uh this game in particular and a mm -hmm. lot of people were talking about the difficulty i think stuff like item descriptions would have been a better point to talk on because the game doesn't do a good job of describing a lot of that yeah and yeah. explaining a few of the game mechanics yeah, like you can go that. out of your way to uh find ways yeah. to like learn the mechanics like there's uh in the starting yes. area if you go a little bit up to the right mm -hmm. there's the tutorial guy and he'll teach you quite a few of the mechanics yeah the game never like leads you to him and never no. tells you to go to him but he's there the thing for me is and I'm not going to go deep on that conversation point, but yeah, I don't think this game is too hard. This game is exactly where it wants to be. Yeah. Like, I I won't finish this game, unfortunately. Um, I had a little bet going on with Tony uh, that I'd beat it before the 18th, and if I don't, I'd do a 12-hour stream, and I'm like, a 12-hour stream is nothing. I'm not. I'm fine with that. But he was going to he was gonna pay me £30 to pay for the game for me, pretty much. Um, and I just decided that I've got to, I've got to a boss where... It did have a cheese and it no longer has a cheese. So I have to take it out and I have to try and kill it. And it's got three health bars. And I I am frustrated at the fact that I will never beat this game because of this one boss. And maybe not just this one boss and the boss beyond it. I know I've got two bosses left. This one and one more. And it, in a way, I am a bit like, for fuck's sake, really? You had to... You had to... Why did you patch it out that there was a way? Because to me, that is the easy mode. 
You don't have an easy mode. So allow people to find these cheeses and find the easiest way to beat these bosses. And I still, I don't think that takes away from people. Like, if you chose to beat this boss without doing that, congratulations to you. And I'm sure you got way more out of the game than I did. But for someone like me, I needed to be able to jump on that tree, to jump on that guy's head, to take down two of its health bars, and then struggle for the next three hours on its one health bar. But instead, right. now I have to, I was sitting there, I've been, I think I've died about four hours. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm not even getting one health bar down. So I'm Ooh, like, okay. I'm like, this isn't gonna happen. Like, no, thank you. I'm not having. I'm no longer having fun. Right. And that's okay. a shame, but I understand you want the game to be really hard, and it definitely is really hard. So, okay. yeah. But um, yeah. Apart from that, I think that's it. I think that's it for new games that I've been playing. So yeah, let's get into the news crash. First piece of news is Xbox gamer tags now support new worldwide alphabet and duplication gamer tags. Xbox is revamping its gamertag fun functionality to allow Xbox gamers to truly be able to express themselves in a way that matches their identity. And gamers uh, can now also now choose any gamertag, even if it's taken. As detailed on the Xbox Wire, starting today and throughout the next year, the Xbox gamertag will be getting a new feature and option across PC and mobile devices and Xbox One consoles. Microsoft is unveiling its a new display option for gamertags, as well as support for 10, uh, when, I guess that's Windows 10, 10 new worldwide alphabets. Sorry, support for 10 new worldwide alphabets, which is like a language barrier and things of that nature. Um, yeah. This change will support uh, over 200 commonly spoken languages and will allow users to create such gamer tags. And then there was an example. It was like English words with numbers mixed in, with Japanese letters mixed in. It was like you can sort of do whatever you want now. Um, right. There's a little bit more to go on here, but this is just a, a new thing. Would you make of it, Crash? Are you, are you looking to change your gamer tag and are you happy you're better to duplicate it in a way? Um, no. Uh, I'm I have crushed, so I'm completely yeah. fine with my gamer tag. Um, but this is a nice feature. I know uh, Battle.net works this way, where it's like you have your tag, and that's all that shows up for the most part. But if you want to add somebody, you have to add the hashtag. So I don't know how it works on Xbox exactly. Yeah. I'm assuming if you're in a game, only the gamer tag shows up without the hashtag. I but hope I'm not so. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not entirely sure either. I mean, someone has got Fixer. And I'd love to just be Fixer, but to be honest with you, I don't want to be Fixer hashtag one two nine six. If and right. have that, and it's not that big of a deal, but it is just a bit like I just want you to be able to put in Fixer for other yeah. people. I get that display wise is probably better. It's like or Twitch.tv slash Fixer, which a lot of people do. TTTV, which is the new thing. But yeah, no, not not for me unless I can just get. I want I want to be the original fixer if I'm honest with you. So, <laughs> so question: If they add hashtags to every name, no matter what, then I'll change. Uh, do you switch to fixer? Okay. Yeah, if if every person gets, if you become Cresho one, yeah, hashtag Cresho one or whatever it is. Oh, and I become hashtag uh, XOB fixer one. Then yeah, I'll change to fixer and be O2 if that's what the case is. But no, okay. I'm, if I have to be O2, I don't really want to be it. <laughs> Got it. As long as you can avoid the numbers, you'll yeah. avoid the numbers. If if, if that's yeah. an option, definitely yeah. Uh, next up, Microsoft's aiming for a first-party Xbox game about every three months. 
Matt Bowie, head of Microsoft's Xbox Game Studios, said that his team is aiming to release a first-party game about every three months. Speaking to the IGN's Ryan McCaffrey, Bowie uh, was asked if there's any goal or cadence at which Microsoft uh, wished to release their first-party games. Bowie responded that Game Pass is the main driver for a release schedule, as Microsoft wants to ensure there is a steady stream of games uh, coming into the subscription service for both PC and console for booty and microsoft every three months feels about right quote quote end quote quote i think about like how long you spend with a game and just sort of the cadence of discovery there end quote booty explains quote i hate saying quote and end quotes so if you can do a game every three months and if a game tasks somewhere it takes somewhere between two to three years and four years i mean think about that and that they have to come out re- uh, recently, you know, things like Red Dead, Redem- uh, Red Dead and God of War, we need to be getting into five or six years, right? But let's say uh, for the sorts of studios like Ninja Fury or Double Fire, and that is two, three years, uh, it starts to be a cadence, right? So, Jesus. So if you've got a game a quarter and you're taking two to three years, booty continued, you can, you can kind of back into the math of say, well, wow, you'll probably need somewhere between 10 and 12 studios, but make games is not yet a perfect science, right? There is no creative endeavor, so uh, that is so. There's going to be things that take longer. There's going to be things that we say, we start and say, hey, great idea, but this isn't, you know, the Jello doesn't want to set right, except um, blah, 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 blah. He goes on to say about games quality sort of thing. This is obviously good news. But I think this is obvious news as well. Like, game, yeah. Netflix Netflix release new original content pretty, pretty on on a schedule. Not like yeah. it's not like set out a schedule. But I think Xbox have got to do the same thing, which is we have fifteen studios. Those fifteen studios need to be putting out games, which makes sense. While we're getting games like uh, uh, Ninja Three's new game, which is Edge. Edge blood? Uh, no. I can't remember what Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge. There we go. Bleeding Edge. I was yeah. wrong way around. Uh, Bleeding yeah. Edge. Which is like, that seems like just a multiplayer, four on four, melee, melee game. That is perfect to go out. Maybe it lives, maybe it dies. But for Microsoft, I think it's the same with Netflix, which is, we just need content. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know how much stuff Netflix puts out that like you'll see like a few months after it came out, like, wouldn't that even, like, get on Netflix? It's discovered. It's just discovered. You're like, oh, well, how, how long has that been here? How long has that been here? And what I think will end up happening is I think Microsoft maybe won't be buying more studios, uh, lots of more studios, but what might happen is like Netflix, where it's like, Lucifer's just gone off the air, but the team still wants to do Lucifer. I'm not saying this is what happened, but in my head. Um, or this, let's use Brooklyn Nine-Nine, for instance, where it's like, I know Netflix not doing this, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine goes right. off the air. And then someone's like, hey, we'll pay you to carry on doing that. We think that's actually a cool idea and would fit perfect on our platform. Yeah. I can see Xbox totally doing that and it launching exclusively in Game Pass. Because nine times out of ten with game development, they're already half, not not halfway through, but they've already done a lot of the prototyping. The, the idea is already there. And if the idea right. is good but maybe not good for somebody else and they don't think they're going to make enough money from microtransactions or from loot boxes or whatever and microsoft like we just need new content this seems perfect i can totally see yeah. them being like 
bring this over, bring this over. We'll pay for it to get finished if they're just needing the end of the their life cycle type thing or something of that nature. I don't know. Right. I think they already do a great job with getting a lot of third parties in and the indie devs in as well that are like help bolster that library. But it is going to come down ultimately to the first party stuff. Um, yeah. Which they've they've really done a good job of getting games in there. Like the new studios, Hellblade is already in there. Ninja Fury's been around about a year now. It's like they've done it straight away. It was like get this game in there. Let's get more players to play it, yeah. and hopefully even more reason to start a sequel to Hellblade, or if that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's like Netflix when you want to test the waters for a new game. Like, should we do a sequel to this? Should we do that? Do we continue this? It's a really good idea to put on Game Pass. And especially with uh, Microsoft, with everything going on Game Pass, they're constantly getting more feedback than they would if something just didn't get played. Like, imagine if Sunset Overdrive came out when there was Game Pass. That'd be a completely different conversation. We might have got a number you know? two. We yeah, maybe. We might have maybe. actually got a number two, which is crazy. Yeah. And you also have to think um, how much first-party studios get people to get game pass because i remember when sea of thieves dropped oh, that's that's uh, when it blew up i would default yeah yeah that's when it started granted a lot of people played sea of thieves actually bought it but it was the first time that conversation happened like just get game pass for a month you can try sea of thieves and then a lot of people don't leave that ecosystem once they start going into it yeah but i think it's because once you have it you're like oh this is actually quite good and they keep putting things in every month and yeah it's there's always i always find that when they announce that when they announce it and we, we talk about it here on the show i always go oh there's one game that i'm like oh that that's worth it that that's worth it. Yeah. the other form may not be like the golf game we don't care about and this one we don't care about but portals in there or this one this one this one but metro's in there like i think they just announced yeah. batman arkham knight uh metro and there was one more right or two more. Uh, there was two more. I can't, can't remember, remember what they are. Me either. But you're like, oh, Metro, that come out this year. People, it clearly didn't sell well, but it's like, well, this give people a reason to play it. There's the one game you have Game Pass now. You've tried it. There you go. And it keeps you yeah. in that ecosystem. You're like, well, I wonder what's coming next month. It's like games with gold. Like you keep paying for gold as much as it is because you play online, but it's as much that as it is. You Those want, games you, keep you, you there. Wanna, you want to know what's coming. What game yeah. are you going to get to own this month? Yeah, some people are like, I haven't played uh, online in like about two, three months. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should cancel it. All those games are coming out. And then I lose access to all the games I have with games with gold already. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, But yeah, good thing them coming sooner. Obviously, again, I think it's very important. I watched another interview thing with Matt Booty and a bunch of first parties with someone from Ninja Fury, someone from um, Obsidian, and then Tim Shaver from Double Fine. And they were talking about how they're not pressured into getting things out they're left on their own to their own devices i want to work on a whole video about it how like xbox seems to have shifted um the mind share because i remember going to i've been covering xbox now for four five years um and i remember going to egx and people like yeah we don't we don't mess with xbox like they don't they're not helpful and they don't they don't want to this they don't want that and now it seems like this total opposite where like Matt Booty's there and Phil Spencer's there and people, the right people are there to just steady the ship and be like, hey, we're a business, but go and make your creative endeavors. Like, this is what you need to do. So, hmm, it's an interesting one. Next up, Microsoft announced XO19, which is coming to London. Uh, Announced during today's, it wasn't today, uh, 
E3 2019 episode of Inside Xbox, Microsoft revealed that XO19 is coming to London. Uh, Xbox head Phil Spencer revealed the news, detailing that London uh, show will take place in November 2019. This van event can be viewed online and included uh, includes a live episode of Inside Xbox. You hype? Dude, I'm, I'm so happy, obviously. Um, obviously. I'm super happy, but then on the other side, I'm like super upset because I'm like, if I don't get to go, I will be pissed all right like i'm already laying down the groundwork with people i'm like hey like i exist hey remember me i'm in london hey remember me i'm based in london like (laughs) you need me to do something you want me to carry water around and then just sneak off like whatever you need just get me in like i'm done um but yeah obviously this is yeah you see that crowd in mexico like um, if we can get that sort of crowd going in london as well and then get to just experience it oh I, I i cannot wait yeah i'll be buying tickets if the tickets are on sale if that's how it works or whatever it is i will 100 percent be wanting to go yes i people like reach out like, are you gonna go i'm like dude like if it's a press thing and i can't get press passes obviously no i can't but if it's a buy i'll buy tickets and try and get press and then just give right. away the tickets on the podcast like yes i want to go yeah bad bad but yeah we'll see uh, next up, backwards compatibility is ending on the Xbox One uh, as it shifts uh, focus to Project Scarlet. Original Xbox games, Splinter Cell, uh, and a few more are available this week. Announced during the E3 2019 Inside Xbox, it announced that the eight new original Xbox games, 15 Xbox 360 games, and eight Xbox One X enhanced titles will arrive on Xbox One and throughout throughout the week. These will be the final backwards compatible games as Microsoft shifts its focus on Project Scarlet and to the next-gen Xbox. Four new Splinter Cell games are coming, Skate, Prince of Persia, um, and a few others that you can play. So... Yeah, I think this is a this is good. I'm glad that they are. We're done with this generation. I feel like we're just yeah. sort of waiting now, right? We're waiting for holiday yeah. now because we know the new consoles coming holiday. So we're just like, okay, that's a good idea. Shift it. Let people know that they're shifting it, so people are not sitting around waiting for. Oh, where, where's the backwards compatible games? Like, what the hell's going on? Hello, yeah. mum. It's my sister. I'm on the podcast. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, nah, you're all good. But yeah, it's just a, it's a. I mean, I'm glad that they're being transparent. It's glad they didn't just let people fade yeah. away and then nobody knows, right? Yeah, it's always a good thing. I just want to shout out Microsoft when they announced Splinter Cell was going to get backwards compatible, and they said, "We heard you guys all, and we're bringing Splinter Cell." <laughs> no, it's not Splinter Cell. We want it. We wanted a new Splinter Cell. Okay. God damn it, Microsoft. Uh, God damn it uh next no. up yeah go on you got anything else but yeah the the messaging no just the messaging it's really good to have clear messaging which microsoft's been super on point and i kind of want to shout them out for that yeah. real quick they've been super super on point with uh when things are going and when things are leaving right now so yeah. that's good Next up, Gears of War isn't getting a battle royale, uh, at least not anytime soon. In an interview with IGN, the Correlation Studios head, Rod Ferguson, said uh, they are currently have no plans for a Gears of War battle royale treatment. The key word here is currently. Ferguson said his team is uh, rather open to considering anything, but at the moment they're too busy developing Gears of War 5, Gears of War Tactics, Gears Pop, and managing other projects to seriously consider developing a battle royale game. There's a whole statement here where he goes on about how he loves MMOs and MOBAs and things of that nature, but Gears of War currently just isn't a battle royale isn't in their in their head, which personally I'm thankful for. I don't think Gears of War suits a battle royale at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, 
like one big thing for battle royales is that they need a sense of verticality in some degree and gears of war doesn't work with verticality uh judgment tested verticality judgment's big thing was like it's the first time gears of war is going to be like truly vertical like you can jump off ledges and stuff like that and it just didn't work yeah uh gears of war 3 had an a vertical map overpass i think yeah. it was overpass something like that uh, yeah. it's the one with the turrets up top like that map was horrible nobody really liked that map um vertical verticality just doesn't work in gears of war and i don't think battle royale fits gears of war no Another one. So. I've leave leave Fortnite to do it, leave PUBG to do it, leave any other game Call of Duty. Um Gears of War is a cover yeah. based shooter. Leave it as that. Yeah. And you can you can produce other games like Tactics and Pop, sure. But from a main uh, Gears of War Battle Royale to me needs to be a mode if it's gonna be anything, not a whole game. And I just yeah. I just don't I just no. Just keep doing what I don't you're think doing don't it, need it. Yeah. We just don't need it in my opinion. Feel free to email in if you disagree, though. My Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com. Uh, next up, we've got Xbox Project Scarlet to support four generations of games. So this is just stuff we heard at E3, um, but with a little bit more detail that they said during the Inside Xbox. The Xbox uh, <laughs> Project Scarlet will support original Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and obviously Xbox Scarlet games, which is big they've always said that they're going to be respecting the purchase from a customer so pretty much announcing that everything that we've already purchased will come straight over like it has done on the xbox one which i think people are so quick to forget this isn't how the xbox one launched like we didn't launch with all this stuff it just happened one day yeah so it's an interesting one but i'm glad they're getting out in front of it as well they've also said that the new series 2 elite controller um will be uh, available on the Scarlet as well. I imagine you're going to be able to use everything on the Scarlet. Everything that currently yeah. works on the One is going to work on the Scarlet because I feel like they're trying to push it like a PC. Yeah, which is actually like really big because one of like Microsoft's biggest like my personal complaints is like Microsoft was always super stingy when it came to accessories. They yeah. charged you for everything and anything. <laughs> wireless, wireless say. dongle, uh, the DVD, yeah. the Blu-ray DVD player, um, yeah. webcam. Um, like I can keep. So... Them. I've bought a load of stuff. What's this? I think this is a Xbox USB thing, so you can connect a controller. Like I've yeah. bought a lot of stuff. Yeah, crazy. So like, I just want to shout out the fact that the the series 2 elite controller has a chargeable um battery uh battery already in the controller yeah. and apparently it's a pretty good chargeable battery as well it's wireless chargeable. yeah i don't really know what that means but shout out to that i guess <laughs> shout um. out to that. i don't know what it means but shout <laughs> out to that sounds cool <laughs> do you think that um, is one do you think the next controller for scarlet will have a rechargeable battery which will then force people to want to when you obviously buy more controllers you're going to want that yeah, I think yeah. So then, even if you want a new controller for your Xbox, you're not gonna go uh, buy an Xbox One, one X one because it's batteries. You're gonna want a rechargeable. Yeah, you'll get the Scarlet one, and the Scarlet one will probably be like a little bit more expensive, of course, or something along those lines. So yeah, yeah I think yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, E3 2020 has been announced, Crash, which is good. It's not dead. Yeah, it's not dead. Which not is dead. good. Uh, E3 2020 dates have been announced. Today is officially the last day of E3, which was yesterday. Uh, and the news has come out that E3 2020 is happening June 9th to June 11th, 2020. Will you be there, Crush? Probably not. No. Save up. You can go. Man. Maybe. We'll see. Jeez. It's expensive. I mean, and it's on the West Coast. West Coast, I'm Best Coast, the Snowbike Mike says. Look, is that I true? love Snowbike Mike. He's a man full of hype. 
he's got all the energy in the world. Bop. But that's not true. Okay. Um, I mean, if it's not in the East, I don't care about it. East Coast, East Coast. East Coast, East Coast. Oh, Beast Coast. Okay. I'll allow it. Uh, some bits we didn't talk about uh, on last week's show, obviously, or the E3 special because it hadn't happened. But we've got things like Watchdog Legions will be out the March t- March sixth, twenty twenty. Um, we did do a pre-show, post-show, so people have probably heard our opinions. But just on the the, I don't know, just slight things. What 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 was your opinions of it going into it when uh, you saw it? Super surprised for what I saw and how much I actually liked it. Because I remember when this got leaked and reading. Um, oh, you control multiple characters, whatever, whatever. I was like, it's going to either be like really gimmicky or it's just not really going to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see it and it's like, it's not very, it doesn't seem super gimmicky. And right, we haven't played the game, so we don't really know what it's like, but I liked everything I saw. I mean, uh, yeah, I think... The Grammy I... Army. <laughs> the Grammy Army, let's go. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's the case of it's the first game this generation that I can think of, and maybe because it's fresh in my head, but that is actually doing something different, and is actually next something that's next gen. Like, have we got besides like graphical fidelity and um, speed on this new console from 360 to one? What is new? What game has done something so remarkably different that we've not seen before? I don't think there's mm. anything that's that's that different like i'm not saying graphics wise and obviously processing speed and stuff like that but i'm talking from a gameplay perspective yeah there's not many Um, there's probably stuff out there and i'm not that i'm not thinking of but there's not much that i'm that i'm like oh that's actually different and unique and not been done before i can't think of another game that has even if you want to go battle royales and it's like yeah but we we understand the concept of dropping and shooting people yeah the jumping out of the plane is the new part that but we could have done that before it just wouldn't have looked good um i don't mm, that's a good question i think the difficulty with that is like a lot of stuff that would be would be on like the developer side yeah uh like low times and so us as a consumer wouldn't see that no exactly. but this is the first one that us as a consumer like completely yeah gets, sees no, and understands okay that, for me it's yeah. like this i agree is with the, that this is the, the first in my head that i can think of currently it's the first next gen game of this current gen game that's actually doing something super remarkably different that yeah, you're, you're okay. just like oh that's not what i was expecting i was not expecting that i can control any npc yeah i can any recruit NPC them. at all yep and and they all have voice they actors. can talk they're, they're talking and they're they have any their... part of the story you can play as any character yeah. yeah it's a lot and if you notice like the character faces don't look super impressive no i don't think i said that straight away i don't think the game yeah. was graphically amazing i was like oh this isn't graphically this isn't graphically good. You're like, oh, then you see it. You're like, that's why, because... I'm I'm fine with that, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Me too. Me too. Yeah, so. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. For those that listen, didn't listen to the E3 special, you know for well that I am not a Watch Dogs fan. Watch Dogs burnt me on the first one. I boycotted the second one. I am back in for Legion. Strange that it's not Watch Dogs 3. I don't know why they've dropped the number, but cool, I guess. Numbers are scary. I pr- I'd prefer if every game dropped numbers. I don't like numbers interesting <laughs> numbers are scary <laughs> i never did good in math okay <laughs> yeah but um I'm, I'm in i can't wait to play it it looks yeah. really cool so yeah 
Next up, we saw a trailer for a game called Gods and Monsters. Uh, it's an action uh, it's an action game uh, with a beautiful cartoony aesthetic, uh, like Breath of the Wild, in which you find mystical creatures. It's a storybook adventure about a forgotten hero on a quest to save Greek gods, which is dropping February 25th, 2020. Um, this was obviously a Ubisoft game. This is the same team that did uh, Assassin's Odyssey. Creed Odyssey. Yeah. For that reason alone, I will give it a try. But I do not. I didn't like what I saw. Not that I thought it was bad. It's just I didn't. I don't care about Breath of the Wild's art style. That to me, it never did anything for me the first time. If that's what they're going for, as when I've been watching a few articles and reading a few things, I'm like it's more than that. It's not just that. So I'm like, okay, that's good. But I need to see that. They didn't show me right. that. So they showed no gameplay, which no. was like we've talked about it. Like that's the only thing that worries me because this game does come out like relatively soon yeah it comes out in february so seeing nothing at all i'd assume it gets delayed i'm assuming they put that like as a placeholder yeah but they might they're like maybe we can reach that um but i don't think they hit that uh yeah i i'm excited for this i like uh i like i think odyssey the odyssey team did great with assassin's creed yeah i like mythology i like the breath of the wild art style i'm all for this i just hope it's good which we will see relatively soon if it comes out on time. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, new Rainbow Six game. Rainbow Six Quarantine is the new game in the Rainbow Six series. It's a three-person uh, tactical player versus enemy co-op game coming in early 2020. Uh, it looks like a scary, horror type game. Um, the quote we got here, or the blo blog bio sort of thing, which is Rainbow Six Quarantine will be a three-player tactical co-op experience in which your squad faces off against an unknown deadly uh, parasite. Developed by Ubisoft Montreal, Rainbow Six Quarantine will be a radical redesign co-op experience, says its lead gameplay designer Jade Adam Gray uh, Gardener, built on the foundations of Rainbow Six Siege. I'm in. We've spoken about it. I love Rainbow Six. It's one of the best shooters I've played this gen. Um, I liked the time mode they put in, which is... That's all I think this is. It's going to be Left 4 dead E in its... Pick your... With a class-based character. Pick your Rainbow yeah. Six Siege... Siege of Six Siege character. Because you've got, you you've got your be... Dark. You've got... Yes, I think it will be exact same characters. Okay. Um... I f they'll add some new ones, don't get me wrong, but why not just reuse those wealth of characters? Or even just, like, rename them, even if you don't want to do it, but it's the same exact ability it's for very, the most part. Very, very similar. Like, Doc is Doc. Like, you'd, you're going to need a Doc, you're going to need the Lion, you're going to need, like, you, you've got the characters there. Just reuse them. I get it. If people are like, well, that's so lazy. Yes. Yes, it is. But what they actually built in this game was actually quite fun like you could barricade the doors couldn't you and yeah there was things in there we didn't spend that much time in the in it because it's times and i'm not a fan of time things yeah so to get a whole game is really cool yeah it explains why they didn't bring it back as well yeah because that thing was super popular when it came out i remember everybody talking about it like oh quarantine's fun Quarant a bunch of streamers came back to mm -hmm. play it a bunch of it it had a lot of spotlight on it and they never brought it back they didn't really mention it, and now it all makes sense. Yeah, which I'm guessing they've learned a lot. They're going to probably have skins, which they already have in the game. I feel like it's a lot of stuff they already have in Rainbow Six that's going to come into this, just with a couple, With I expect probably about five or six maps. Um, and maybe the enemy types will change within those maps, and there'll be a yeah. leveling up system and things like that. But 
yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. Hopefully it's more than that. Maybe I'm underselling this thing altogether. And it's all new yeah. characters and there's a story and things of that nature, but I'm not expecting it to be that. I'm expecting it to be right. a... I'm expecting it to be like a $40 experience um, I was about with to the ask, exact same characters. I was about to ask on price point because mm. I think $60 for this game is a little bit... Depends um, on what it is. Yeah, very true. If it's like it's a story and everything and everything's unique, like 100%, you could sell it at $60. Yeah. But from the sounds of it, I think sixty dollars would be a little bit steep. Um, but we'll see. I'm I'm excited for it. Fair if enough. you're getting it, I'm getting it. So, you know. Of course, I'm getting it. Come on, come on. Uh, next up, Rainbow uh, Rainbow, <laughs> the Division Two updates. You got the first major update, which is the DC Outserts expen- uh, Expedition, which will kick off July uh, with Episode One, sending you to places like the National Zoo. Episode Two this fall will send you into the Pentagon, and Episode Three will send you back to New York City, uh, which is coming early 2020. One more Division news uh, tidbit: the upcoming movie directed by David. Lich, 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 thank you, will be produced uh, with Netflix. More DLC stuff coming, it's all free, so there's no reason to not get it. If you're interested in Division, I still want to go back into it, because I've not had a chance to. Um, Just because the raid came, and that was about it. I'm waiting for for the next update to come, so then I can be over-leveled, and then go do the raid. Right. <laughs> because that I think that's the only way my team will be able to do it, because I don't have a bunch of people that actually grind out the way you need to in these type of games to get through things, which I'm fine with. They've already announced a new raid coming as well. Um, so yeah, they're, they're doing a great job of supporting this game. The DLC being free, obviously, is the main important thing, because which they announced a couple of E3s ago, because it just doesn't split the player base. So Yeah. Uh, just a quick tidbit. Once uh, episode three comes back, um, I'm playing uh Division two again. You're a dick. I hate you know that. why? You know why? New York. <laughs> yeah, boy. You might, as well be re- you might as well be leveled up and ready for it. Come back. Yeah, I'll get you to. I'll get you to thirty. We can just. I'm gonna pl- start playing Division for uh, Destiny for you. You come start playing Division with me. We need games to play. There's nothing so, coming. There's so nothing. You're gonna coming. buy the. You're gonna buy the Destiny two expansion pack that's out right now on the annual pass. I gotta buy both. Yeah. How much is that? It'll be like forty bucks for both. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Twenty just for Forsaken. If you want to like dip your toe in. You're gonna play all this stuff with me, right? I'll play once you cut. <laughs> oh, see what I mean? I'm out. No, I'm joking. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. No, we're done. Uh, moving on. Uh, Ghostwire uh, Tokyo is the next game from Shinji Mikami Studio Tango Game Works. You are super disappointed at this. I mean, the the game looks cool. Ghostwire looks cool. I'm not upset by that. But as soon as I saw Shinji Mikami come out, obviously Shinji Mikami is a is a legend to me. He created Resident Evil. He he's worked on those games. So for me, I'm like, this man is. I know what I want from this man. I want that type of game. Evil Within Three. Right. Here we come. And it's not Evil Within Three. It's this. And I'm like. Okay, I'm willing to give it a try because it does look interesting. It does look cool. But I now know that means Evil Within's dead. Yeah. Either that or they gave it to B-Team. But I don't think it sold enough to, did, for them to give it to it B-Team. It didn't do well enough to even get a B-Team, yeah. unfortunately. I knew yeah. I knew this was the case. But I think it was the fact that Shinji Mikami's turning up. And so it's like, oh, it's got to be that. Be, what else would it be? be? There's no way they're working on a new IP after they put that much time into... Uh, one and two evil within and it's like oh man it's dead 
It's dead yeah. and gone. And that hurts a little bit. That hurts a little bit. Yeah. But that's the way the cookie crumbles in game dev. You should have bought it. I tried. I tried to tell people. I liked it. I bought it. I did all the good things. I was a good guy. Is the rest of them that didn't And do then it. people complain. They don't buy a game and then they complain it doesn't get a sequel. That's just the world we live in. Crash. That's just the world we live in. Uh, new game from the Dishonored team called Deathloop has been announced. Uh, the folks behind Dishonored have a new game with a mind-bending story and a meticulous designed levels like Dishonored. Uh, it will be about playing the way uh, it'll be about playing the way you want to play. Seems like the story revolves around time loops. Not much info besides trailers. What did you think of the trailer? This one. Uh, it looked interesting. I thought um, with the whole time aspect, what was the other game we saw that dealt with time? Um, 12 hours? 12 mm -hmm. minutes? 12 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I thought that trailer did a lot better job of getting me interested than this trailer. Yeah. I mean, that's AAA and 12 minutes is indie, but sure. Yeah, which is, you know. Um, but I'm interested. I think the concept for both those games is very interesting. Um, it depends. Did they say if this is a single player experience or a co-op experience? You've got to assume this single player. That's another yeah. single player, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I was just interested because there, uh, it is the perspective of two different characters. Mm -hmm. But I, so I, I was yeah. just, I was assuming so it's still a, single player, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, that's probably the safe bet. Um, I'm interested in it. I want to see gameplay, of course. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for it. Mm, I won't. Didn't like the Sunnids. Won't be playing this. It'd have to do something super spectacular for me to want to try this. Okay. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Doom, yeah doom eternals next up which it comes out november 22nd we all know what doom is so no need to go What's into doom? details of that some a dude that shoots things with heavy metal music oh, oh okay your type of game your type yeah of game. totally uh, going I off heavy metal music as well <laughs> going off this uh they have come out and said doom eternal won't have traditional uh multiplayer the team learned a lot from doom 2016 mistakes and instead they've got its own tailor-made uh battle mode which is a 2v1 um mode where one of you play um as i think it's one of your players the doom slayer and the other two players like beefed up monsters type thing i remember seeing a little bit of it um yeah, does nothing for me. I, I mean, I'm not a Doom fan, and the multiplayer as well. Just like, okay, cool. It seems like you should have just not did the multiplayer mode altogether. Just yeah. Um, did they have a mode similar to this in the last two? Not that I remember. I remember it just being Team Death. I feel like they released a multiplayer mode later on, but I'm not. I I didn't really play it, so I have no clue. Hmm. Um, I know the multiplayer didn't do great in Doom One. Yeah. So. Which is crazy. Dropping, like the traditional multiplayer makes sense. That, that gameplay is so good. You would, think, you would think that it would have good multiplayer. Yeah, but it was so fast-paced. It was very similar to uh, Unreal uh, and Quake. Mm -hmm. And those games, like Quake, stopped development. Um, so yeah. it's not surprising that that multiplayer didn't do great. It True. works great as a single-player experience when you just want to turn on a game and have fun. But in terms of competition, like it's not up to par with what's popular now for multiplayer games. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, yeah, next up, you have got Crystal Dynamics' long-awaited Avengers game is coming May 15th, 2020. Now, when we spoke about this beforehand, we didn't have any information. Now, we have a lot of information 
yes. so let's sort of go for it a little bit. You'll be able to play five char- uh, playable characters, which is Captain America, Thor, Hulk, and Black Widow, and Iron Man. Uh, they don't look anything like the movie characters. They are voiced by Troll uh, and Wolf, uh, Troy Baker, Nolan Wolf. Um, uh, who else is there? You've got um, Travis Willingham and Laura Bailey. And there's one more. And yeah. I didn't know who that gentleman was. So I apologize for missing his name. Uh, the game will, <laughs> the game is a four player co-op online co-op and every new character uh, and map will be free. There's no random loot boxes or pay-to-win scenarios, and it's coming to Xbox One and amongst other things. Then we get another story that comes out, which is obvious uh, Marvel's Avengers will have microtransactions. During Square Enix presentation, we already know this, there will be custom, blah, 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 blah. Then we get something else that comes out. You can't play Marvel's Avengers campaign multiplayer in multiplayer. During a gameplay demo at E3 2019 at Square Enix booth, it is very clear the campaign was intended to be a single-player experience. The demo was essentially um, essentially the entire trailer shown to the public, but they actually played it out in a full gameplay scenario, where you respond to the attack under the Golden State uh, Golden Gate Bridge. As the level progresses, you you're put in control of each Avenger for different segments, and then it ends with a final boss against Taskmaster. It was heavily scripted kind of like uncharted tomb raider and uh and had you switch from one avenger to another for key story beats so you can see why that wouldn't work with two or more players crystal crystal dynamics lead uh, combat designer vincent napoli uh or napoli uh and lead creative the director sean eskia Eskag, thank you, explained that as you progress through the campaign, extra side missions will open up. Uh, will open up. Uh, and that's where you, you're presented with multiplayer options and you can choose whether Avenger, what Avenger you want. If you want to do all of the missions as four and level him up, you can do that. And then you can go back to the main story. Noted that you can play the whole campaign and all of the side missions, um, single player, if you wanted. And you could do all of it offline, but if you want to play the multiplayer missions, you need to be online. Missions will uh, will will spun will spin out of the main story and will have you have little story of their own and the developers said their stories will weave together so it makes sense why you'd be going off uh, on these non-campaign missions for the first in the first place <sighs> what do you think of the campaign being solo and are you okay with doing side missions only with your friends crush how do you feel oh, about no. all this information and the way the information has been presented why make a co-op multiplayer game just make it a single player game like this this is like just echoing fallout 76 to me where it doesn't know what it wants to be okay Okay. um not not in the sense that it'll have as many bugs or anything like that Mm -hmm. game design wise but just that it doesn't know what it wants to be because here they're saying oh it's all single player and all this stuff but when they talked about it on stage and everything it's oh it's this co-op thing that we're going to keep expanding and releasing new characters and you're going to customize and level up your characters and play with friends and whatever and it's it seems like it's two very different messages and i don't know if that's just sort of who they're talking to and what type of questions that person's asking yeah um it's a this this article was from IGN so thank you IGN for doing such a great job but yeah this 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 whole thing has been a right debacle I I enjoyed what I saw when I saw the game um from a snap 
glance and you watch it again, you're like, okay, the facial animation is not great, um, especially on Black Widow. Um, it's very plain and boring and just nothingness there for a character that is so strong and powerful and really matters. That being said, I was like, okay, four-player co-op, this is exactly what I want, even if it isn't that good um, in its graphical fidelity and stuff of that nature. And then you hear this, and you're like, okay, uh, you realise we just had Spider-Man, right? Which is probably the best Spider-Man game we've ever played. And this is the problem, this is what happens when you try to make five playable characters instead of sticking to one playable character. And I guarantee you, and everything I've heard so far, is none of it feels or looks great. Like, it feels like can animations. The Hulk's doing his smash, 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 and people are just sort of bouncing off him. It doesn't feel like you're hitting people. Um, I've heard Force Hammer. Doesn't feel like you're getting... It's not, it doesn't feel like God of War. And it's like, those are what you need to hit. Where, how do... I don't understand how Marvel games have got this so wrong. It's do Solo's games, then bring all those Solo games together and make an Avengers game. Not yeah. do one solo game and then bring the Avengers together. Like they could have, they could have easily have Spider Man, then do us an Iron Man game. You had people go nuts for an Iron Man game right now, just Iron Man. Yeah. After oh, everything that's after... happened, everything that's yeah. happened in the in the MCU, and then give him his own, his own. He's not, he's not Robert Downey Jr. He's different. Yeah, it's his, it's its own character, right? Yeah. Because even the Robert Downey Jr. character isn't like a hundred percent. No. The comic book character. No, definitely not. Like, but that's the thing about comics. Also, you have so many different um, uh, universes and whatnot, and so many different writers treat mm -hmm. the characters differently. That's what it would be in this video game. It would be its own character. Yeah. Um, and I think I would be fine with the gameplay being like not of quality of a single player game if it was a fully co-op game. game. Yeah. But it's like it has a single player campaign, and all the side stuff are co-op. Which but means that's... it's all bullshit. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> it's like a worse monster hunter <laughs> if we're really like yeah. thinking about it because monster hunter forced you to do like the main hunts um to do the main hunts with your teammates but now it's like you can do the main story but you can never do that with friends you always have to do the side stuff yeah and the side stuff will probably be like half as interesting as the main stuff uh to be fair we haven't seen anything so nice it's... no yeah it's all it's all hyperbole it's all prejudgment from just a couple of words that we're seeing on the page if we're being honest with yeah. you but um yeah i'm kind of left a little bit flat on this one if i'm honest yeah. with you where i'm like man i really wanted this to be good and i've not even seen the game properly and i know it doesn't sound good which sucks which there's time before it releases oh, and there's also the chance for a delay it is a square enix game at the end of the day still yeah. so uh they're not against delaying games but maybe who knows how that is from the disney side or like you put a release date maybe disney's like it's just you have to release date now i know we've known about it for a long time so me saying this might sound stupid but it sounds rushed uh it sounds like it was like obviously disney have gone to gone to them or they've or they've been approaching but like we want to make an avengers game and like okay cool you want to make an avengers game what's it gonna be it's gonna be a co-op game cool and I'm sure Disney were like, yeah, that's exactly what we want. More people buying our yeah. products. And then they get this and like, it's not co-op, but it is co-op, but it, you're leveling up. And it's like, it, it just don't sound right. It doesn't sound yeah. right. It needed to be one or the other. Yeah. I wonder if Disney had any 
say in the fact that the single player had to be a single player game. I um, I don't think I don't I, I it's just that I don't know and I don't know if Disney has input like that in the games. With Spider-Man you'd assume they didn't put too much input just like no. what you could put in the game so maybe they did the same with this. Um who who really knows um but yeah it left sort of a salty taste in my mouth. Yeah. Uh I know when we saw it like I was super ecstatic for everything we saw because it looked like it would be good well, but then you hear the tiny bits of gameplay yeah. we did see we were like the hulk running through which is the one that sticks out in my mind the most um and slap was like that looks awesome and so did the, the iron man flying but if it's pre-canned and my and uh quick time events and things of that nature like uh, it's not really that's, that that's impressive. not what i want at all that's not what i want yeah um, I think they needed to go for one or the other. They either needed to go for big scale and single player or a smaller scale with a fully co-op game, a fully multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. And... Which they then could have built upon. Yeah. Yeah, they could have. You can have a good uh, story in a co-op multiplayer yes. game where you can sort of pick your own characters and whatnot and make have enough voice lines for all those characters when they're interacting for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what decide. I don't know if co-op was like something that they tacked in towards the end. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. have to wait and see. Unfortunately, next up, Final Fantasy VII remake is still episodic. Again, I felt weird putting this on this show because we don't even know if it's coming to Xbox. We think it's coming to Xbox, but we don't know if it's coming to Xbox, and yeah. nobody has the right answers. And it's like. PlayStation, they're not saying it's a PlayStation exclusive, but they're saying it first to PlayStation, and it's just like, ah, we don't know. Did they we say first to PlayStation at all this event? At this event, no. Yeah. But they have so previously that... said coming first to PlayStation. Right. Um. So that's super interesting. Because like I was after this, um, I was talking to Asian and Asian was like, oh, they still haven't said anything, and I, I was like, okay, let me look into this a little bit. I've seen nothing yeah. of mention of pc or xbox pc that doesn't surprise me but xbox xbox does where yeah. i'm like we don't know so i feel weird talking about it but i think it will end up coming at some point so yeah we just have to go roll with the punches but the first installment uh of final fantasy 7 will ship on march 3rd which will include the midgar portion of the original game which has been expanded. It will take up the two Blu-ray discs. Apparently, that's not actually true anymore. Um, from the article, there was an update. Um, which, so, I don't know what that means and things of that nature, okay. but there was an update. Um, and Square Enix uh, talked quite a bit about how the battle system works. Obviously, we've already previously spoke about how the battle system works on our pre and post show stuff. On our post show stuff, I should say. Um, I liked what I've seen of Final Fantasy VII. It looks amazing, and hearing big big fans of the game talk about it and be like wow this is really good people are comparing it to resident evil 2 remake where it's like that level of it takes a game that you already love but brings it how to how you think it was in your head yeah it's it's like really uh it's a game uh made by the creators with the knowledge of like what the fans loved mm. about the game and sort of taking that into account. So when they uh, do certain things, when they bring in certain voice lines and certain events and certain small stuff that might have not really been there, but it's how you perceived it when you played it back then. Yeah. Uh, and seeing that act out is really nice. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you're a huge Final Fantasy fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Final Fan. Yeah. I'm a, I love Final Fantasy VII. I love the character design. And one thing with like Cloud in particular that I want to talk about is sort of like, 
Cloud after Final Fantasy VII, going into like Advent Children, which was the movie they made, and all the stuff after that was sort of they made Cloud a very emo character, which Cloud isn't really emo. He's more of an asshole in the beginning of Final Fantasy VII. And it seems like they're going more back to that. And him and Bear are quipping back and forth. And it's nice. It's like, it's how I remember Final Fantasy VII, which is very cool. Fair enough. Uh, more Final Fantasy news is uh, Final Fantasy VIII is getting remastered. That is Ooh. definitely coming to Xbox, we know. Um, so that will be out this year, apparently. That's all they've said about it. So cool. I mean, it's My prediction that... was right, is all I want to say. Look, you suck your predictions. We all knew. Yeah, that. I'm just saying. We all knew. When we didn't get anything that I cared about, so suck your predictions. True. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. All right. You can be salty if you want. I will. I will be. Okay. Uh, next up, and the last one of real big news here, I suppose, which is Outriders, the new shooter from People Can Fly. It's coming uh, summer 2020. It's a uh, one to three cooperative shooter uh, from the makers of Gears of War Judgment. Uh, Square Enix calls it a journey across a dark and desperate sci-fi world in search of a source of a mysterious signal. It all... It talk more about the game this winter coming to Xbox One, which is obviously where we care about. Did this do anything for you? Because I know you you said you like Judgment, right? I like Bullet Storm. Oh, not judgment? Like judgment? My bad, my bad. Yeah. You know I didn't like Judgment. <laughs> don't, don't talking and about. I hate you for saying that. You did um, like Judgment, right? Oh, man. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rest of the show, I can well, do it. Don't worry, we're good. Um, um, are you excited for this at all? I don't know what the game is yeah. like other than it being a first person dystopian shooter or shooter they they say it's first person no so it's just a shooter and it's dystopian and sci-fi it's mm-hmm. like, i don't know what this game is i don't know whether to be excited um i like bulletstorm i really dislike judgment so like i'm one in one with the studio so yeah. not good not a good start yeah there. Not a good start there, but yeah, I, it doesn't interest me because I didn't like either of the two games they've made. Maybe they bring it back, and it's something that I do care about, but we'll find out. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, last but not least, on the new side of things at least, Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint gets a beta, which will launch in September. September 5th, to be precise. So, there you go. Go sign up if you care about that. Uh, let's get into fix a sack. Chris, you can eat, you know people can email in my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com. Oh, really? They certainly can. I feel like, I feel like fixer sack is usually empty. Oh, it's not empty today. There's a couple of emails, oh. but I had to save a couple for Snowball Mike because they were sort of referred okay. to him. So, but we got this one and it says fixer, Mike, and two fresh crash. E3 is over and i'm sure you guys are well well i'm sure you guys need a well-earned rest i'm sure you've already discussed the highs and lows and everything that was breathtaking just uh it and everything breathtaking just an email to say thank you for the great coverage and i've enjoyed the fixer and crash podcast episode uh the watch along and mike's twitter slash instagram coverage thanks for the great work also if uh i think sorry also, I think we need a uh, campaign. Need to campaign for Conley Reeves to be a DSC character in Mortal Kombat. Thanks, Matt Gamertag, Lil Smee. Thank you, and I agree. Keanu Reeves in every game. It'll never happen, but Keanu Reeves in every game. Never It'll never happen because like characters get gutted and their brains get eaten, and I think Keanu Reeves will see that. He'll be like, no, nah. I don't. I'll go like I'll do a lot of stuff, but I don't think that's. Maybe he would actually. Maybe he's one of the one people that would do it. But I think you're gonna oversaturate him, and I think he'll know that. It's like no, 
Yeah. No, thank you. I'm already in the biggest game this year, so I'm all good. We've got another email here from Matt as well, so let's read this one out, which it says, Fix for a mic. Uh... I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing all over the internet that Cyberpunk is going to be the greatest game of all time. My question is, what does a game need to be to be the greatest game of all time? This is purely an opinion question. I don't have Mikey, but I do have Crash. Um, for me, for a game to be the greatest game of all time, it needs to be. Do, it needs to do something totally different. Um, it needs to be. It needs to be familiar enough that I can pick up a controller and feel like I've played it before. But different enough that everything that I do is new. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to put it. It do you know what I mean? It needs to when it when it um, when it expands on something new that I've not done, it needs to come natural to me. It needs yeah. to be like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing this, and oh my god, I can't believe how easy this is to do. So if yeah. it's something like Titanfall wall running. Like when that was when that was a thing, it's like it was just natural. You run, you push A, you run, and it works. Like it's not there's not like this big this big crazy and that's what I think for me in a in a video game it's like it needs to just become natural. And for me it needs to have lots of things to do. Um that's I think GTA for me is one of those games where I hold it in such high regard due to the fact of its quality, um and its scope of the game and there's so much to do. I know that it has tennis. I know tennis isn't the greatest, but it has it. It has golf. And I know the golf isn't the greatest, but it has it. And it has, do you know what I mean? It has all these little mini games built into a game where if, like, you were you were stranded on a desert island, you would kind of want that game because you could play a golf game so in your game. Do. You could play a tennis game in the game. You could, there's, there's so much to do. It's like little things, like you're driving over a mountain in GTA and the radio changes channel because you're out of signal. It's like... This is a video game, yeah. not real world. Like, and that's what a game needs to do for me to become the greatest game of all time. Um, I know I hold... The problem is with me is I hold Resident Evil 2 um, as my greatest game of all time, due, purely due to nostalgia, which I'm more thinking that Remake might be the greatest Resident Evil game ever. So in that then would mean it's the greatest game of all time, which is crazy. And I'm not sure I'm ready to let go. But yeah, okay. that's that's what I would I would need. I need it to, to create a story that I care about and I wanna and it's to create a story I care about, it needs to create a world I care about and I can be in for hours upon hours. It needs to everything needs to come natural. I don't want to have to be getting up YouTube guides. If a game can make me not get up a YouTube guide to figure out a mission, then it's done its job number one. Um and yeah, just it needs to be new, unique, different. Um, everything that Cyberpunk is, apparently. Everything that I'm hearing from people is like, this is going to change the game. Which, the last game we heard about it changing the game, what was it? Red Dead Redemption, right? I think yes. Red Dead was the last one we heard, but people were like, this is going to change the way we play games forever. And in my opinion, it didn't. It was more Red Dead with a camp base. Yeah. Um, for me, there's like, three three things one is it has to have a universe that everything fits all the rules and the laws of the universe are consistent right mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be like grounded based on reality right it doesn't have to be a witcher where there's like demons and stuff but it's all relatively grounded it could be something like sunset overdrive that's whimsical and over the yeah, top but it's every... consistently like yes. that it keeps that it never sort of drops that guys no. um two it has to have a, a good story that brings you in and compels you to keep going and interested in the world sometimes beyond just the story that's being told right um <clears throat> resident evil for you like it does do that right yeah. it's 
more than just the game. Yes. It is how the characters interact, how that affects the real world. Umbrella to me is a real company. When I think of it, it's a yeah. real company. <laughs> they could uh, they could totally be taking over the world and, and bringing zombies out. That's how I yeah. think of them. Yeah. Uh, and three, which is important, is the gameplay. And the gameplay needs to be fun. It needs to be innovative. And it needs to draw you in. And I think for me, that's where Red Dead Redemption doesn't fit that category. I think it, it nails the other two. Yeah. I just don't think the gameplay pulls me in enough to like really keep me invested. There's a lot of stuff to do in the game. It's just I don't want to do a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Or it takes too long to travel and all this stuff. Um so yeah, uh I think those are the three things that would probably be it for me. Fair enough. Thank you very much for the question. question. Go on, Wait, just go on, one go question on this. Do you think uh, a multiplayer game has different rules to be considered the greatest. Do you think a multiplayer game can be considered the greatest? Multiplayer only? Yeah. No, not for me. It would never be the greatest game of all time. Okay. Because when fair. there's no one to play the game, then the game's dead. Okay, yeah. No, that's 100% fair. I was just curious. Yeah, just like, because it's impossible for it to be the greatest if there's no one there. So if I okay. consider it the greatest game of all time, and then the servers get switched off, how can it be the greatest? Because I can't even play the game anymore. I just want to say that uh, Modern Warfare 2 is peer-to-peer, and that game will never die. That's where we're ending this show. Let's plug, <laughs> yeah. plug, plug, and get ourselves out of it. Chris, what you got to plug this week? Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Crashnick, and Twitter at Crashnickplays. Please do, please do. Uh, remember, Mike should be back next week, but who knows? Who knows? Love you, Mike. Uh, you can find me everywhere at MCFixer, patreon.com slash MCFixer, what keeps the lights on really need your support at the moment due to the fact that i am moving and that's not like a, a ha 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 joke moving we are actually going i'm not sure if it'll be the end of this month or the end of next month but we will soon see um and yeah if, if you can support this this endeavor of like being a full-time streamer it can continue happening if you support me on patreon and if you don't i might be going to get a job back at tesco's who knows? Uh, but shout until out to Tesco. Shout out to Tesco's. But who knows? And until then, I will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Goodbye. Bye.